Cool Hand Podcast, something you got to deal with. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host. My name is Q. We have a returning guest back on the show, which I'm excited and very happy to have you back. So, guest, can you please introduce yourself? Remind the people who you are. Remind the people, if you even listened to who I was before. I'm Yumi. Um, I'm just a creative out here, just, you know, trying to show the world what I can do and just be happy with it. And yeah, there's not much to it. You're back. Thank you for being back. You know what? So, um, just, just to let you guys know whoever's watching this. Um, so I always end up getting people or maybe like one or two followers from, um, the people that I interview and blah, blah, blah. So after I put out the, um, the Yumi interview, I ended up getting the Pizzo follow and then I connected with Yeah. Yeah. That was from you. Um, so yeah. So yeah. All leading up to like this. So, um, yeah, so, you know, I connected with Pizzo, connected with Lance through Pizzo. I used to live down south, so I went to the little pop-up. So the, the podcast really, you know, through the people that I've talked to, um, took me places, had me meet people, so all That's of that. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. and shout-out to Pizzo because the brother is cold with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout out to that man. He got real mugs. Like, shout yeah. out to the Castillo <laughs> mug. Real mugs. <laughs> so, Yumi, I had this, I had this, um, I had this episode that I wanted to do, and I recorded it three times, started working on it last year, and it was not coming out right at all. And, <laughs> And, and it's a, it, it was a real waste. It wasn't a waste of time, but it made me realize that I, that I needed somebody else, um, not just so I can talk about myself, but to hear somebody else's unique perspective. And I thought you were someone who who has a unique perspective as well. So what I was failing at um, that I deleted three times, wasted all my time, was talking about my experience growing up being black but more so um, how I fit into what people think black is. Uh. And and um, so I'm thinking, who can I talk to who can possibly relate? I'm not saying you're like me or whatever that, whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> but somebody who might have, somebody who might have uh, fa- faced some challenges um, due to their um background yeah i get that if that makes sense yeah so i talked for a long time um going back to our last interview um i have this written down um that you have an ethiopian and japanese yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) ethiopian and japanese background um and you grew up in a mexican and chinese neighborhood yep and people thought you were afro-latina Can you give an overview um, in terms of how you might have been perceived growing up with such a a diverse background? Mm. Okay. Well, um, for one, I did not, which is like, it's going to sound, I guess, I don't know, ignorant, 
I didn't see color. Like, my entire family are different complexions, you know, different facial features because of our backgrounds. Some of my other cousins and stuff like that, they're all mixed. Everyone's got something in them. And so for me, everyone's just an individual. I didn't really see, you know, the difference between us. And being in a uh, Mexican neighborhood that was predominantly first-generation immigrants, it wasn't like America <laughs> the way I see it now. Um, yeah. The Mexicans that were coming from Mexico were darker than me. Um, some of them had Asian features. Some of them just had very black features. Um, so it was like, I didn't feel out of place. Um, everyone mistake, mistook my mother for a Latina as well. She's very fair complected. Um, and so I didn't have this like issue being amongst Mexicans at all. Um, the crazy part is, is that, um, I don't know what it's like in, in Pittsburgh, but, um, in Chicago, it's very, uh, segregated, even though it's a very diverse city itself, it's not mixed up. There's always these separate neighborhoods. And so, um, growing up, we had a park that separated my neighborhood from the black neighborhood. And I didn't often cross that area, but neither one of either black or Latino was allowed to cross the parkway. Otherwise it would be some type of gang fight. And we didn't typically see gang stuff on a regular basis because it was, you know, it's the nineties and they really weren't heavy with like shooting up people and stuff. but. There was just like, you know, don't cross the line. And so I was, me and my family were accepted as Latino. So we didn't have to cross the park or anything like that. I didn't have much experience with black kids. And so it wasn't until high school where that kind of just all came out, even though my family is black as well. You know, it's a different experience when it's your family and you're experiencing the culture. And so I didn't experience the culture until I got to high school. And that was, it was eye-opening. <laughs> How eye-opening? Because you were, you were into, um, you were into rock. You right. were into emo, if I remember correctly. So punk even rock. the music, punk rock, punk rock, punk rock, punk <laughs> rock. Okay. Two, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me, excuse me, all, all my punk rockers, no disrespect. So um, punk rock. Um, so even that, you know, growing up, 90s, early 2000s, right. what was that like when you got to experience the quote-unquote culture? Man, it was, everyone was confused to, like, why, why I was dressed the way I was dressed. You know, punk rockers, we had the baggy clothes, hanging chains, wearing black nail polish and gloves and stuff like that, and... Um, all the girls in high school were wearing baby fat jackets, um, <laughs> you know, big gold, uh, bamboo gold earrings and stuff like that. All the guys in their Jabot jeans and stuff like that and big tees. I just was not used to this. I was just like, where is this fashion coming from? I'm, I'm not familiar. And for me, I only knew old school hip hop. I wasn't familiar with 
you know, the stuff that was on the radio because I wasn't listening to it. Unless it's just like it somehow got its way over to like the Kiss FM station and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't listening to it that often. I think the, the first thing I heard was uh, Laffy Taffy and like, <laughs> <laughs> like there was just certain songs, of course, that I heard. And like us punk rock kids were like, okay, I can I can rock with this, but I wasn't if it wasn't most deaf, Tylib or Q Tip or you know, Ghostface. Like I really wasn't listening to what our era at the time was making. And then when I got to high school, I was like, this is how black people really are. This is cool, <laughs> and I think I like it. <laughs> But they definitely thought so, I was white. <laughs> they so did they think you were white, or did they think you were? She's this girl is a little acts like a little white girl. Right. They thought I was like acting okay. like a little white girl. Um, okay. And if we we all know, like I don't know if your experience was the same, but um, well, for me, because of having a certain texture of hair, having certain facial features. Um, and I, I wouldn't say it was their fault of the way they were treating me, but sometimes the girls would be like, oh, she thinks she's better than us because she, she mixed or something like that. And I didn't feel that way about myself because I just saw myself as a black girl, even though I do have other backgrounds. Um, but I, I definitely got treated a certain type of way and girls was always, always trying to fight me. Um, <laughs> so that was that was a new experience as well as having other girls that you know you you think to yourself look like you and they don't perceive you to be the same and you know want to attack hating girls <laughs> <laughs> i could use a lot of different terminology but um but yeah that 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 nasty jealousy okay so i want to ask you i want to ask you another question um I don't want to get into myself too much or yet, but how worry about me later. <laughs> what was, so how was the adjustment from the big chains, baggy jean or baggy pants? I, you, you know, if you know this era, you know, this era. Right. So that, that punk rock attire, and transitioning, not like transitioning, but getting adjusted to uh, what's called the culture. Like, how did you make that transition? How did you figure out what you liked? <laughs> so on and so forth. It was not easy. One, you know, I have like a semi-strict parent. So the the punk rock, rock stuff was already super confusing for her. Like, my mother is born in 1970. She's not old at all um but she grew up in a different time and so seeing punk rock stuff and she's like okay are you serving the devil um (laughs) (laughs) and once she figured out okay my child's just a little touched that's what she thought like oh she's just a little touched um i'm gonna let her be because it doesn't look like it's causing any harm um and then once i got to high school and i saw this there was a bit of peer pressure because I'm like, okay, I, I want to fit in a bit. Like, I don't want to change who I am, but I, I do want to fit in a bit and see what it's about. Um, 
so my stepmother um, actually would buy like baby fat and stuff like that and that's how I got my hands on it because <laughs> my mm-hmm. mother my mother would not purchase that kind of stuff she was just like it's ghetto um, it's like you know I'm not buying stuff like that so you can look like the little hood chicks and so <laughs> but I'm like but mom it's cute I just wanna I just wanna look like and she's just like I, no I'm not buying it but my stepmother came in clutch for me um, <laughs> I got my Shout out to stepmoms. Pieces of baby fat. Um, and you know, I was I was feeling a part of something finally. Um, I started to pick up the slang, the lingo at the time started. I got all of the music literally I got from my graduation, my 8th grade graduation, right? My aunt bought me the first generation iPad, I mean iPod um, mm-hmm. with the video. And one of my friends in high school downloaded everything that was like current. <laughs> that was like from our freshman year and she continued to like up, update it all the time for me. And that's how I kind of like got exposed to <laughs> stuff. One, I wouldn't, I wouldn't encourage it, but like I got to um, Pretty Ricky and Nicki Minaj, um, and I had already known Drake from like some other past stuff that I worked on. So she just had uploaded some more of his his stuff that was current, and so it was just like I, I was getting into knowing like what our culture was doing at the time. You know, ATL was heavy. Uh, in the whole 06 to 07 time frame. So it was it was fire. I was like, okay, I, I kind of like us. I like us. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting coming from specifically your background. And I, I would, I think personally, you grew up very diverse just with the, just the Ethiopian and Japanese um, what's the polo- like? I'm not the smartest person. Lineage, the Ethiopian and Japanese na- Japanese lineage alone itself is interesting. Yeah. Um, but I could definitely see it as a challenge. Um, I'll say for myself, I'm just black. I'm just <laughs> no no special parents. <laughs> They they say my my last name is supposedly French, but it is. I've heard that name before. Now, and, and I'm not trying to be on no woke stuff, but when I was a baby, when I was a child, I'm like, okay. And we learned about slavery in school. I'm like, okay, so this was my slave master's last name because ain't I don't see no French here. But so, and, and I'm saying that because it, people like it's a trend to say, oh, that's that's your slave name, man. Forget that. I was saying that when I was in second grade. <laughs> But anyway, like, you know, culture wise, like I was always it's interesting because I was always me like growing up. I was always me and was never ashamed of it. I liked what I liked. I've been listening to 50 Cent since I was eight or nine, eight or nine. So it was like like that's what I was like. I was a part of it, but I wasn't because, you know, just sticking out because uh at being one of jehovah's witnesses we're not like in i wasn't in the streets i was outside playing but i wasn't in the streets so just progressively as 
school goes on and stuff like that. It's like you talk white. Like I, I would get that. I would get that. And I ended up going to a predominantly white school in 10th grade. <laughs> a lot of things I could say about that, but I would get it from the white people. No district. When we say white people, just see, this is no literally white people. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's like, I would get it from the white people, not in like a derogatory way. I think their intentions were not to be outwardly racist, but it's, there's a certain expectation of what a black person is and how they should act, how right. they should dress. No, for sure. So I'm going to chalk, I'm going to chalk it up to ignorance. So I would wear, I was on like my real Carlton bank swag and <laughs> I had like cardigans polo and they were wearing this stuff anyway they were wearing polo and the sperry boat shoes and the little high shorts yeah, yeah. so <clears throat> i had one dude his name was will he ain't never did nothing bad to me i'm gonna say his name and i'm sure he doesn't know who i am or watches this podcast his name was will and he was like quentin what are you doing like what are, what are you wearing and he was being sarcastic with it he's like what is this like stop dressing like such a white boy but <laughs> <clears throat> But it's like, it's like, uh, one of my things is like, you get it from both sides. You'll get it yeah. from black people. Like what you got on that? That's whack. And you'll get it from white people. You'll yeah. get like, what are you wearing? So you get like two different things of race racism. Yeah, I guess it's, yeah, it's racism. Prejudice. It's or, definitely prejudice. And, uh, your, your circumstances or your, your experiences, um, a little different, but at the same time, I want to know about, um, some more of the struggles. Uh, if there's any more, um, you had the people who was hating on you trying to, you know, trying to, yeah, that the didn't hair stop. and appearance. And... <laughs> that didn't stop whatsoever. I ended up getting my own little, I guess, click of friends that were very similar to like personality as me. Um, our, so funny thing about my school I didn't go to like some ghetto school in the hood anybody that's from Chicago knows Chicago High School for Agricultural Sciences hearing that name should already that tell sounds you fancy this school was <laughs> a fancy school um, it had money um, it was in a predominantly white neighborhood um, and the students who were there it was very few of us we there was only a hundred selected out of the entire city to be accepted each year into the school. And by the time you end freshman year, there's only like, I don't know, 75 to 80% of that class still in the school. So in the entire school, we would have like 300 and like what, 350 to 380 students in the entire school, that's all classes. And so our school looked like a mall, the way it was built. We had like um, different uh, outside areas where you can have, there was ponds, like koi ponds and 
we had beehives because we had different you know we had a farm i was in animal science so we had we had a nice school but we had kids yeah. that were coming from this area which is called the wild hunnets in chicago um i'm not from that area like i said i'm from you know a more predominantly mexican and chinese area that is closer to the inner city than they are um and there's two parts to that area that's the wild hunnets and it's another side called Beverly. Um, most of the kids who were in my school were either on the outskirts of the hundreds or they were directly from Beverly. And if you're from there, most of the time your parents are doctors, lawyers, uh, police officers. Like you have parents with good jobs and they're, you know, their kids don't have to be in the streets. So I was unfamiliar with these areas when I got to high school. So I would see these these kids coming in looking like they from the streets. <laughs> and even though I'm not from the streets either, I have parents <laughs> who are very street wise. <laughs> and I was trained to be very, you know, street wise and to protect myself. So any threats, <laughs> I would protect myself. <laughs> So the kids, I'm thinking like these girls who want to fight me and stuff, like, okay, like you gotta be ready. You gotta be real, like keep your keep your focus, girl, keep your focus. And anytime they wanted to fight me, they thought I was gonna back down because they thought like, oh, this little sadity little mixed girl or whatever, she's not gonna do anything. And we just gonna scare her. There's no there there was no scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Understood. But I'm going to protect myself. <laughs> and so it just, after after a certain time, like, you know, the girls trying to bully me and stuff like that, um, they just kind of, it just kind of stopped. Um, and like I said, I ended up with my own little clique. Um, and it ended up being one of my homies, Sierra. She, me and her used to, we had like, I don't know if you had the same experience in high school, but, you know, we had our own spot, MySpace, and, you know, MySpace, you had to, you know, do coding and stuff like that. So we learned how to build a website. So kids in my school would have their own websites for their cliques. And then people would go on your website, make comments and stuff like that. I don't know. We could have used Facebook, <laughs> but we, <laughs> we made our own websites. We were nerds. Um, and it would just start beef all the time. Like... Wow. So I, <laughs> we would have click beefs for no reason. And that was just kind of like the culture in my school. But I'm going to like basically say it was very short lived because I got sick of high school. Um, I got sick of the high school experience. And before the beginning of my junior year, I decided to do homeschooling and graduated in that same year so that I could just be done with high school. So. I was only in high school for about two gotcha. years. <laughs> I had enough of that experience. High school, high school could be rough. High school could for sure be rough. Just in general, forget the race stuff. Like high school could be yeah. rough if, <clears throat> yeah, it could be rough. I, oh man, <laughs> I bounced around, but, um, I got in like this, some big trouble. Um, and this predominantly, yeah, I got in like, I got in a scandal. Um, <laughs> th this scandal. is this. Th 
Yeah, this has nothing to do with uh, this. <laughs> no, not like no like legal scandal, but uh, okay. I had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing. When you think scandal in high school, like yeah, you think you may think the something else, but um, no, like oh gosh, talk about living up to stereotypes. I did something stupid. Oh man, and uh. I had a lot of people on my head. Oh my gosh. I never had so many people on my bumper in my life who wanted, thankfully I ain't never get jumped. I left that school unscathed. I'm not going <laughs> to act like you, didn't get jumped. you would have been traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh gosh. But forget that. Um, <sighs> good times. But um, <laughs> yeah, high school could be, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've I've done some stupid things, people. We all been so anyway. Like that, you know, that's what happens when you're a teenager. Oh yeah, I was I was I was scary too. I had big dudes on my head, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so high school could be high school could be difficult. Right. Um, but yeah, so especially when I'm not gonna say you don't have when you don't have a, a, a full identity, like you come in, there's people who play sports and right. the, the pretty girls who were sticking together. There's always like the popular people. Right. Um, now when it comes to your hobbies and stuff, because now I done seen you, I don't follow you on Instagram for about maybe two, three years now, yeah. uh, maybe before the pandemic. I don't know. So you're, you're into some stuff, man. You're at, like, I, I've seen you as an avatar, I've seen you as a fairy, or I think a fairy. Um, <laughs> I, I've seen the botanist nerd. in you. Yeah. So there you go. Self-proclaimed average nerd. Shout out to Avatar. I'm not sitting three hours. I don't even remember what happened in the first one. Just a side um, yeah, note. I've had an argument about Avatar. I don't even feeling it. Hmm. Thank you. So now I'm definitely not seeing it. <laughs> That's all I needed. Was... <laughs> I was, all I needed was a little negative push. I was I was really disappointed. I was like, we waited this long, and this is what you gave us. Yeah, I, I was in high school when the first one came out. It's been a very long time. What year was that? I uh, this had uh, twenty two thousand nine, maybe two thousand eight, something like that. It was. If it was 2009, it was, I already it, graduated. I was done. It might have, it might have been before that because we were watching it in school while I was in That's high school. Wild. So, yeah, yes. it's been that long. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> All right, so dog, I'm about to be 30, man. I'm 30 this year. I, I can't believe it, but um. Yeah. You're feeling old You're coming on over You're coming on over yeah i it's kind of surreal thinking about it like anyway forget <laughs> that too um so you're the things that you're into <laughs> like you t we talk about this culture thing the culture thing the black culture hip hop culture hip hop r&b blues jazz woo 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 all this other stuff and there's kind of like a a box that we can be put in as black people as to what we like what we should like so on and so forth and um of course not everybody assumes that and it's 2023 so this is like the most 
I would say progressive people, young people of different races have ever been. Cause back in the day you couldn't like, if it wasn't dragon ball Z, you couldn't really like an anime or something like that. Right. Or however it's uh, classified. Right. So uh, uh, how did you navigate and how do you navigate even now with some of the things that you rock with, you call yourself a, did you say typical nerd or average nerd? I'm a typical nerd. Being a typical nerd. I'm over here with my. How do you nap? Oh. Oh. <laughs> it, it looks scary now because I don't know the paint faded. The dude who made it, I don't know what. I was about to say. It looks scary, but um, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan, Avatar fan, all that kind of stuff. Anime fan. I nerd out about a lot of stuff. And uh, I'm proud of it. Um, <laughs> but I, I would say um, every everywhere I've been, no matter what age I've been, um, I've always found my people. Um, people who also, even if it's not exactly what I'm into, they're always passionate. And I love to find passionate people that just thrive off of off of creating um and i've always found that space thankfully that's you know that's not always everyone's situation where they can find other people and like i'll say i'm like hugely blessed to have met so many people like yourself and other you know people that i got to collaborate with during the pandemic you know that helps my sanity and being able to still you know use my creativity but yeah, I just, I was just being, I'm always able to find my circle um, where I'm able to thrive with myself, you know, and not feel like I have to suppress who I am in order to uh, fit into the group. Like I never have to fit into the group because the group is always just accepting and you know, pushing each other to do better and to uh, perfect their crafts. So I'm always happy with what I got. That's, that's a real wrap. Uh, have you ever felt, and I'm going to, it sounds like I'm like just drilling these questions, but this is stuff that I've gotten to think about for a long, for a long time. Like I said, I recorded this episode three times and deleted it. So <clears throat> have you ever felt Cause I know I'll speak for myself here. Let's just say school or a workmate or just somebody who, you know, has that, I call it like the old school, just the black upbringing, mm. like the not the stereotypical, but the stereotypical black upbringing in a hood or a project building, woo woo, something like that. Mm. Um, just, you know, soul food all the time. Uh, just, you know, outside, like kids were outside our era of children, right. um, where we were outside anyway, but outside just like doing some hood rat stuff and, and all this other stuff. But have you ever felt like you weren't quote unquote black enough? Cause there's been times where I'm oh, like, yeah. am I just not, you know what I mean? I think I didn't start to feel black until recent years to be honest 
like all of my 20s <laughs> I was, even in my 20s I ended up spe- spending just with Korean people um, and so that was also a challenge because it's like I'm trying to like having to prove that I am black but at the same time prove that I'm also Asian like there is a, a whole lot of like I understand the culture but there I'm also still different from you so uh, I've spent quite a bit of time always kind of like trying to prove that I'm about it <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's just like um, as a kid like I said I didn't really notice it until I got into high school when I got into high school like you know the girls you know were different because of the way they spoke and stuff like that and I didn't speak that way um, as Southside Chicagoans we do have a specific dialect that we do have um, that is I, I've learned that many people can't comprehend when I'm talking um, in my natural uh, dialect but um, even that dialect was way different when I got to um, high school. The girls were, you know, saying a lot of different stuff that I was like, I don't know what that word is. And that made me stick out heavily because they just looking at me like, oh, you're too, you know, they have, really they just t- treated me like I was too bougie. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um like we had white kids there and they were looking at me like you're worse than the white kids because at least the white kids know what's <laughs> going on here and I'm just like I, I'm sorry I was still clicking with the, the Mexican kids in my school because it just took a minute for me to <clears throat> understand what it was like I, I just had started watching 106, 106 in Park and you know BET was not heavily on my TV before I got into high school so um, yeah definitely I wasn't called white you know talking white but definitely I was treated like like I was trying to be too much like I like they thought I was acting like I was better than everybody else because of the way that I carried myself and I'm like Mm -hmm. this is just how I was raised to talk and to carry myself yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right, right, right. Like you can't, you can't help um, your surroundings, you know, like your surroundings, the way that you're raised obviously affects you. Um, If your parents speak a certain way, if you excel in, in school, like, I don't know how I became the idiot that I am today, but I was a good student before, uh, before I just, my brain cells just started dropping rap at a rapid pace. But when I was younger, I was in the gifted program. I I liked to read. Like, I actually liked to read. I was reading books as a child. I don't want to come. You have to force me to read a book. I try to read for educational purposes now, like to just so I'm not um, how I perceive to be stupid. So I'll read here and there for educational purposes, not for entertainment. But um, but all that to say. I, I, even now I have okay pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I, I think I speak clearly, yeah, blah, blah, awesome blah, 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 blah. You got that voice. Uh, well, thank you. You got that voice. But sometimes now we could take this to school or if I encounter with 
somebody from the streets or somebody who's so on and so forth. Code switching. I'm like, yeah, it's like, am I, do I, do I look like Bryant Gumble to this person? Like, do I, like, seriously, because you can tell when somebody's kind of switching up yeah, and, or somebody's acting like, I'm like, okay, he's, he's not supernatural with me, mm. or I can see somebody else kind of adjust how they speak mm-hmm. based off how I'm speaking to them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's. I, I sometimes, and even um, somebody that I dealt with in the past on the romantic level, um, before I was married, I felt like I wasn't quote unquote black enough for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking like, it, and it was like different backgrounds and everything. There's a lot of things that contribute toward it, right. but it's like, um, it, 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 I would call it an insecurity sometimes. Cause it's like, what do I have to do? Like, like at the end of the day, and the point of this like episode isn't to like harp on and, and air our grievances. It's about being yourself and right. accepting who you are and uh, and all that stuff. And it's kind of sad. It's messed up today because you and I aren't the only people who may have dealt with some of these things. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, okay, this is who I am. This is the color of my skin. Like I'm black. You can't call me white. I I can't clean this off. I don't want to clean it off. I think I look good. Black. I don't don't think I could be this complexion. (laughs) So, (laughs) right. So it's messed up that society, this world kind of makes us believe that people should act this way or that way. And, um, or or the expectation and I, I talk about like encountering somebody from the streets or, or something like that but even with someone who's of another race or ethnicity um namely like i've worked with like white people and, and things like that and it's like in my head it's like i hope they don't think i'm like this super square like Cause I'm at work too. I'm conducting myself professionally. Right. I'm like, that's not me. Like I remember saying something slang cause I got comfortable with my coworkers and like, you know, they were kind of like taken back by, like I'm like, this, yeah, I'm like, this is actually how I speak. Right. Like this is when you know me, right. I speak this way, but, um, it, it's, I don't know. I don't know. The, the whole thing is like, it's, it's like when you you've been honestly being an American black person um, we I feel like come out of the womb just having to learn how to not be too black in order to um, make others feel comfortable and even though like nowadays it's becoming more and more prevalent for people to just be who they are um but unfortunately growing up that wasn't the case there was you know a certain way we had to carry ourselves me being in Chicago you know with dealing with police officers dealing with you know me I used to work in downtown Chicago um I was in the fashion industry for since I was 15 
until I was 22. And so there was ways that I had to carry myself in order to make sure that people respected me, that they were going to listen to me. On top of that, you know, of being a black woman um, with darker skin, we tend to be looked at as aggressive and stuff like that. And I'm a taller woman. I'm not short and petite. Um, so on top of being darker, being, you know, being a black woman, I had to carry myself. So the way I talk, um, usually by default starts off at how I'm talking now, just so that other people can understand what I'm saying so that they don't perceive me a certain way. And I didn't realize that was the case, but you know, having a black mother always ingraining in me to make sure that, um, that I was safe. Like the way that we are and the way that we speak was, that's a, a way of protection. That's how I perceive it. It's a way of protection so that when you go out into the world, no one poses or sees you posing a threat because of the way you're carrying yourself. You don't look like or you don't sound like someone in their minds. Not even that that's the true case, but in the outlookers' um, minds that you would be carrying a weapon or that you would be harmful to them. So we had to, you know, fit into this world in order to not make other people think we are a threat. So now when you do go into these spaces and you get comfortable for the first time, it shakes people up. I still have friends who haven't heard my natural way of speaking. And when they do, they're all shook. <laughs> it's always like, wait a minute, where did this come from? And why do you talk like this all of a sudden? And I'm not used to this. And it's like, well, now I finally feel like I'm in a safe space, obviously. I, I didn't, you know, it's not like a a manual on and off. It's like an automatic. Once I feel like I'm in a safe space, then it just comes out. But, you know, like you said, in your situation at work, it just kind of naturally just switched off. And they were just like, oh, my God, is this a Negro? <laughs> seriously seriously it's like oh he, he knows a little bit more than we think or yeah yeah it's uh it's a it's it's something there's another thing that i want to uh if you want to chime in about uh because of you talk about it's like a protection how you carry yourself and then you get comfortable and you kind of loosen up in that you know, maybe the slangs, maybe the stuff that you say, woo, 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 all this other stuff. Now, <clears throat> the perception, the perception that people have of, and this is inclusive of all races, mm -hmm. but I'll say I'm going to, it's inclusive of all races, but I'm going to, you know, hone in on black people and white people for that matter. So why is there a standard for or a stereotype as to how black people act or should act or wear don't wear all this other stuff in my in my research in my research looking this up my original theory was entertainment media what's put out there in front of people is how they perceive other people to act mm -hmm. So when I looked it up, 
was like a history of like racism and, and TV and stuff like that. And there's, you know, certain characters uh, who would Ooh. act this way or that way. Got a lot of them. And it, yeah, <laughs> and it would be traced back to like the minstrel shows. Mm -hmm. I, I did, I, I did some research with this. This isn't all like personal experience. So it would be traced back to these minstrel shows of, you know, kind of like black caricatures, whether it's a white person and blackface or mm -hmm. a black person, um, being super exaggerated and, or acting stupid, lazy, so on and so forth. So <sighs> other people from other cultures and things would come and look at these minstrel shows and it would give them an idea of if you had no idea of how a certain demographic of people acted, mm -hmm. this comedy show might give you a glimpse of who right. they were and how they acted. Right. In comparison to today, now I love hip hop and I love me some rap. What's being shown what's what's a politically is a whole bunch of nonsense yeah. and even when i was a youngin like i say i say this on a podcast 50 cent was my hero when i was a child getting shot nine times i didn't think it was the coolest thing but i'm like that's i mean this is 50 cent man he, this is 50 man he's like you know all this other stuff right but even today the things that are you got worldwide worldwide you got somebody from switzerland smoking on somebody smoking on a pack that's that's chicago stuff that's their stuff yeah but like this is what is going on this is what's being put on twitter right instagram i don't, I don't use facebook but i'm sure it's on facebook too <laughs> And even for ourselves, now I'm going, I'm talking some 2023 stuff, but even back then when we were in school, we had the 106 and Park BETs, you had Nelly tip drill and all this other right, stuff. Right. If you didn't encounter black people and you're watching, whether it's a show on TV or music, this might be what you, this might, this is what you might be expecting from mm -hmm. somebody who's black. Yeah. 1,000%. And because of that, you said 1,000%? Okay. I'm, I'm not crazy. So <laughs> I think inadvertently through what people read, see, watch, and even observe, because there are people who perpetuate the stereotypes, unfortunately, mm -hmm. because it is a real thing. It's not like, right. you know, some of these stereotypes are made up, but that's when like there's an invisible circle that you're put into that you're supposed to act dress dance i can't dance i don't oh. like real real talk i can't dance so don't expect me to dance like oh quentin you can't dance i thought no i cannot so <laughs> did you expect me to <laughs> but seriously <clears throat> like there's like you know there's there's bounds which you cannot cross right. um and I don't think it's somebody's fault because it might be out of ignorance. If this is all you're being shown, that might be like your source of education on something. Go ahead. Let me know. See that, that right there is where I get annoyed because entertainment is what it is. It's entertainment. It's a world that was, cre it's a world created. 
um, whether it's a documentary of something, um, whether you're watching a TV show that's, you know, based off of something, it's entertainment. It's so the public would like it. And so, yes, media has streamed many different things about black people, but there is history. There's ways of educating. Um, there's ways to communicate directly to the source. And so even just for anyone, not even just for black people, to know what black people are like, to know what a Chinese person is like, to know what, you know, a Mexican person is like, there's information to educate yourself. Um, to You can even put yourself in those spaces most of the time if you want to know. Um, but what people, what I feel like is like because of, especially we're in this social media era, um, people are just lazy and they're just going to receive whatever is fed to them the fastest. Um, and they also don't want to listen entirely too long uh, to hear the truth of something. So if it's five seconds of a, a lie, they'll believe that before they actually listen to a full dissertation of, you know, why uh black men are constantly being killed by police you know instead they'll say oh I saw on the news that you know they look like thugs and that's why they get attacked or something like that and you'd be like what <laughs> like it's just people just choose not to educate themselves and I, I'll give it a very interesting like uh, a, a prime example I was when I was living in Korea um, I was speaking to this older woman and she didn't like jazz music but she liked country music and I was very confused I was like jazz is classy what do you have an issue with jazz music because she's a very like affluent Korean woman she comes from a family of money um, and so I was like you choose country over I'm like you choose hillbilly country music if you listen to like deep south country music everybody's talking about sleeping with their sister somebody jumping out oh, of a gosh. window from cheating on somebody or somebody getting shot or somebody only got one boot and a gun like that's <laughs> like that's all you really hear not saying all country music is that way but it sounds a lot like to me like what we hear in trap music. It's just your white man's trap music in my opinion. So um, when she said she didn't like jazz, I had to ask her like, what was the reason? And she was just like, it's vulgar. And I said, what? Hmm. She, she had never actually listened to jazz music. She just heard that jazz music was made by these overly sexual black people and she also had a bias with black people because she is an older Korean person she's like in her late 70s and during the war in Korea um, a lot of Korean women were choosing black men to fall in love with but the government publicized that 
the black soldiers were raping the women. And so this was a way for them to be able to legally kick all of the um, mixed black Korean babies out of Korea and send them off to the U.S. because they were claimed as rape cases because they didn't want mixed people in Korea until after the 90s. It was illegal, basically, to be mixed in Korea before the 90s. And so um, I asked her a question. I said, "Are when you see a white man and you see a black man, who are you more afraid of? And she said, a black man. And I said, why? And I'm sorry, this is just from historical. I don't have any problems with white people. I love white people. Um, <laughs> but historically... They're the only ones conquering lands. So I'm like, white people came to your land. Black people were just here to serve because of the white people who came to your land. Why are you threatened? If anything, you should be equally threatened if you're just like, (laughs) if you just feel scared out of not knowing who these people are. But to just choose one without any actual facts is wild and it's just because people like to get fed information without actually looking up the information and it's just very interesting it's it's just a lot of, of false stuff and we just people just eat it up without even trying to challenge whatever they hear yeah it's uh now this doesn't apply for uh <clears throat> your experience with the older woman because she wasn't using twitter she she didn't hear that from twitter but she got it from but the it's news. similar she got it from a news so you know boom news. even better they worse <laughs> so pretty much propaganda right. pretty much and similar today it's like a headline culture mm-hmm. it's uh it's a headline culture it's this is the headline and now i'm back on twitter i got on twitter i'm like okay let me try to you know use other social media platforms for the podcast it's doing absolutely nothing for the podcast just <laughs> it's doing nothing but wasting my time honestly it's not what it was <laughs> but um before. yeah so I, i'm so i'm on there anyway and i see the headlines and then like it'll be like say cheese or you know not to name you know some a popular blog or whatever right. And it just might be the headline and there's no like supporting information underneath. So, and you have, it's a whole thread of people in their opinion, but the opinion is based off of just the headline. It's not. And then there's some people who say, if you actually look this up, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. So we're a lot of people, like you said, this is to your point of not doing your own research. There's a YouTuber that I love to hate. I'm not going to say his not going to say his name. I'll tell you after. But he has such a big following and he, he he's waking people up and he just talks nonsense for 1 to 2 and a half hours straight. Oh I watch it because I I like to pick it apart. <laughs> like it's I literally love to hate on it. But it's like, you know, I just took one of his points and just googled it found the real story and he was ranting based off of something that he heard or just saw on Instagram. Right. Um, I'm kind of deviating from all from the, the main point, but um, yeah, there is, it, it's just what people know, not willing to take a, a nothing more than a superficial look at things right. 
and you come to realize that, okay, like, no, not all white people prefer zero seasoning on their food. Right. Like that's outlandish to assume right. or not all black people like uh, fried chicken, watermelon and <laughs> whatever, you know, all the stereotypes. Right. Um, so when it comes to self, like accepting yourself now, there's there's struggles because even I still deal with it today, like I say, in the workplace yeah. or if you encounter somebody, uh, there might be that that like that minor insecurity as if like, OK, like and does this person accept me for who I am or do I need to like those insecure feelings? But how do you truly and you said this a little earlier about having your circle of people. How do you find yourself accepting who you are as the person you are mm. um, in the midst of all this? OK, I have a Japanese side because we didn't even touch that. I'm glad you brought it up that you actually had to. You feel like you need to prove your. I'm going to sound real ignorant. Um, your Asian side as well. Yeah. <clears throat> so when it comes to acceptance, do you have any uh, tactics, ways to help somebody if they are going through the same thing of uh, not feeling accepted, but how to just love yourself for who you are and what you do? You got to give yourself grace. Um, I, you know, when you're, you're young, you're one, you're, you're like so eager to be grown. Um, you're like, I can't wait until I'm 18. I can't wait till I'm 21. And then I can really be who I want to be. But when you get to like, I'm sorry, at 25, I had a whole like mid midlife crisis, like, <laughs> I, I didn't know who I was, what I wanted to do anymore. Before, I thought I had everything like straight and, and, and knew exactly who I wanted to be. Um, and I just, I just sat there, like, I just had a moment and was like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? It wasn't that I wasn't doing anything. I, I had a, a great job. I was traveling. I just had came back from overseas and I still wasn't satisfied because it wasn't what I thought I was going to be experiencing at that age. And over the years, um, and then also I, I suffer from anxiety and depression like many people do. Um, and I've dealt with it since age of 10 so on top of having the, that issue trying to actually figure out who I was was it was a lot and then even as um, a Jehovah's Witness trying to balance yourself um, spiritually and still maintain a sense of self um, at that point I feel like I had became very like robotic just sticking to a script of what I knew I wanted or what I needed to do in order to have a happy life. 
um, but I actually wasn't living a happy life. And so um, having grace, letting yourself make mistakes, letting yourself learn um, from your mistakes and your hiccups, learning from others, feeding off of others. But also like when you say like you have insecurities, like to some extent I find insecurities to be a little bit healthy because they help humble you. Now, Mm. if you have insecurities to the extent where it's like, you know, they're painting you every night and you just, you know, you're tossing and turning because you just don't like something about yourself. That's a whole different dis- like discussion. But um, some of the insecurities I have is like, you, you don't have it all together. But knowing I have those issues also lets me know like you're human, you're fine. Like you can still live with it and still be happy and learning to be content. In my twenties, I was not content whatsoever. But I'm, I've learned to become content and I'm still practicing to be content with my life and still being able to know like you can still improve. Because I think like every time mm-hmm. you think about people who are content, usually you're thinking about somebody who's like at a certain level in their life and they're not trying to exceed or be better. Um, but if you're able to give yourself grace, you can see like, okay, I'm... I'm good with who I am and I can see where I can still improve. But when you have that unrealistic bit like visual that I plan to be a certain, a certain way by a certain point in my life. Um, and that's like a huge thing I know amongst, you know, people of color specifically. Um, we're always, you know, trying to, live up to other people's standards in order for them to be proud of us because we're always wanting the outside to be looking at us at the the best of who we are and it's like you know sometimes your best is is enough and that's that's when you kind of you know gotta like realize like it's enough I don't have to keep stressing about not exceeding people's expectations you know I shouldn't always have to be this this excellent, you know, black person, because then it's like, now I start to feel like a slave <laughs> where I'm like tap dancing <laughs> for everybody because I want to make sure that they're perceiving me in the best light possible. And it's like, you don't always have to be the best. It's okay. You can be mediocre. You can be trash for a little bit too. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Um, spe- specifically, like you said, being content, but also, you know, not tap dancing, um, not in the African-American term, but more so tap dancing, like for other people, like even for black people, like I'll, I'll tell you what I, I was telling Kayla this, um, the other day, there was like a small little box in a history book, um, in school for Malcolm X. I couldn't tell you nothing about no Malcolm X oh. un- until I actually like saw the movie. Right. <clears throat> so that I'm trying to connect to what I really want to say. I'm not trying to sound like, okay, I might see somebody 
selling shea butter, you know, one of them people. And, oh, you know, my brother, woo, 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 and and all this other stuff. And I'm not trying to, like, you know, tell him the philosophy of Marcus Garvey just so he knows that, oh, yeah, I'm down, like, you know, and all this other stuff. And at the same time, you know, you meet somebody else and try to live up to their expectation or or how they how they carry themselves and try to, you know, marry them. It's just like you said, contentment, content, content, content. I'm black. That won't change. I like fried chicken, but I barely eat fried chicken. Say I'm a, I'm a keep keep it real. Keep it Listen, I'm eating lamb after this. I'm eating lamb oh, chops, rack of lamb. Eat good. That's Rose, good eating. Yeah, yes, I uh, Kayla. She'll be like, you're bougie. I'm like, I'm an adult. You I make my Jamba money. Juice. And this was my choice. <laughs> yeah, like Jamba Juice. <clears throat> like I wasn't, I wasn't raised. Uh, I wasn't raised to be straight. I wasn't in the streets. I put my pinky toenail in the streets and got smoked. So I knew it wasn't for me. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I put like, seriously, I always say that. Like I, I was barely in the streets. I had people, um, you know, I, I was just looking at my man down in Georgia who, who died in um 2021. And I think about him. He was in the streets. He went to jail. He lived the life and he right. died. Right. He died. He got, he was um, 29, and he got killed by some teenagers wow. being in the streets, being in the streets. So what was my point to saying that? He was just on my mind. That's all. <laughs> what, was, what, was, what was the point? Um, anyway, anyway, um, you are who you are. Right. You are who you are. You don't have to be super black power, Angela Davis, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Marcus Garvey the third. Yeah. You like what you like. You don't have to, you don't have to, what the Kendrick say, eat watermelon, chicken, February's my B-day, something like that. What I wanted to add to this discussion was that I didn't realize until recent years, you know, us as black people here, it's very unfortunate because when you go to other countries and you get to see how people are, even though those people still have their own issues within their own cultures, um... America, for us as black people, it, plain and simple from history, America was not built for us. So we're still trying to fit a shoe that is not made for us. So that's why I appreciate us, you know, having the truth, you know, knowing Jehovah, um, because I swear. <laughs> Being in America and trying to to like make it fit for us is 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 almost like impossible. You know, you can find your spaces, mm-hmm. but ultimately, this is gonna always be a foreign place, even if this is the place that our families have called home for generations, and it's it's. Uh, interesting when like you know like we still code switch the reason why we code switch is because it was built that way there's standards there's a way we dress for for work you know having to wear hair a certain way having to you know wear certain clothing um, to go to work it's all to fit what we're not 
always having to put on a costume in order to be in that space. Um, but for everyone else, it's comfortable. One girl, this this white girl I was, was listening to, um, was talking about how she won an award at work for, um, for the way that she dresses. And she says, half the time I come to work with my hair unkept. I didn't even wash my hair after, <laughs> for like four days. And I'm getting an award for this. And they were like, well, you know, um, the hair that the black other black girl that was in her job she was like, but she gets her hair done and it's done always. And she's always dressed up, you know, coming to work. She says, I come in a North Face vest <laughs> and some some slacks, <laughs> you know, and, and, and tie up my hair into this little messy bun to try to look a little bit presentable. But this girl, I'm sure <laughs> gets up a whole two hours or hour ahead of, t- of time before she has to leave the house. And I just rolled out of bed and came to work and you're giving me an award. And so mm-hmm. this is not all of America, of course, but, you know, for the most part, these spaces that we walk into, we're always going to have to present ourselves a certain way in order to um, not be a threat and to make others feel comfortable because in order for us to feel any a little bit to feel a little bit comfortable in the space we're in we got to make others comfortable. And that's just kind of like mm. our sad reality. Check this out. Cause I was about to move on, but and I don't want to keep you too long. We've been at this for a little bit and there's still one more thing I, re- I want to get into, but I'll tell you this because I've never dealt with no hair issues. I don't like it's either, it's either, Okay, I got like an even Steven when I was a kid during the pandemic gone straight bald. Um, you start getting haircuts for yourself. I'm getting a fade, temp fade. My stuff is nappy grown out right now. But I've never been told to change my hair or had like a negative comment on my hair. And these are one of those things if I wanted to, like, man, man, y- y'all ain't, ain't nobody telling y'all to change y'all hair or nothing like that. But it had to take somebody to tell me at my last job, um, somebody, uh, of course, she was black and like we would talk. She was in another department, but, you know, in the hallway. Oh, how you doing? Q? Chop it up real quick. And like she was saying how some people in her department and surrounding departments like (laughs) really racist. But like talk talking about the hair, talking about like and she didn't she never had no crazy hair stuff like box braids and and the 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 twist certain twists and stuff and it's crazy i'm like they're really doing that like like i was surprised but but it's like it's it's a real thing it's a real thing and up until then like like i'm a male and i'm dealing with you know like and and thankfully i've worked with for the most part i've worked with a lot of people in my life who stick to work pretty much like they try not to do the politics and religion talk at work so there's like less controversy right. but i'm finding out in these other departments there's all sorts of mumbo jumbo going on and it's just messed up i'm like man like you feel bad for them like yeah. it's like really like you're getting braids or and and that's a problem it's crazy it's, it's crazy it's but if you would have asked me so that's i just wanted to throw that in there because as a male, as a male, 
like I, I never saw it directly. Nobody came to me saying, right. did you see her hair? You know, nobody complained to me about nothing like that. Right. But uh, that it had no real point except for me to say that. No, you gave a good point. But, like it was a, it shows that it's happening and it's not that every single black problem happens to all of us all the time. It's just that each person is having a certain experience because of just them being a black person. And like you said, her hairstyles weren't crazy. I think the only reason why I was never spoken to is because I've always looked at as this like hipster, hippie girl um, <laughs> that is just like, you know, also kind of intimidating because people always are a little afraid of me when they initially meet me because I have a very plain face when I meet people. Um, <laughs> you, you you keep the face. Okay. <laughs> I don't be just out here smiling and stuff. It's the South Side Chicago girl in me. I I don't just be out here smiling like, hey, it's a, it's a bright and sunny day. <laughs> um, I just come plain face like, what's up? What we got to do? Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think that always kind of scares people, especially white people. And then when they finally talk to me, that oh, she's a pleasant black girl. Okay, we're good. We're good. Oh, she's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so loving yourself, be content, be yourself. That's cool. Speaking of loving yourself, so I was, I was, uh, we were talking about how like the world was taken by storm uh, by Chicago, right? Um, there was there's a song by like SZA on SZA's album, "Smoking on an X Pack." That's just like a side note, <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's like that. That's like Chicago really runs. Um, your your lingo chicago florida people's lingo today and the slang that they use um but anyway i was thinking about SZA and i was listening to her album i gave it i gave it like a couple weeks before i listened because when i see a bunch of people post the same thing it kind of repels me I'm <laughs> that's like just that me I'm, I'm, I'm that person too petty <laughs> so i'm like i'm seeing like i'm seeing too much SZA. so i'm not and i like the i like her but I'm like, I'm seeing too much. I'm not, I don't want to join in with the, on the Kill Bill run. Right. And I love the song now. Honest. <laughs> so anyway, <clears throat> I'm listening to it and I'm like, she's talking about like getting cosmetic surgery, right. work done, getting work done. Right. And I think it was the first time I heard a female like sing uh, about getting work done right. on their body, whether it's face, whether it's a tummy tuck, a BBL, all that stuff. And I'm like, hmm. like, cool. She's owning it. Like, I, I think it was pretty obvious if you, um, have seen SZA back in the day compared to what she looks like now, like right. either you have the best trainer in the world or you got some work done. Cool. But it made me think about Lauren Hill, mm. uh, saying how you gonna win if you ain't right within and i and i thought you know that song she's talking about i i feel like internally how you gonna win if you ain't right within not specifically talking about surgery right. but it made me think okay and i'm talking about SZA not only because she like sung about it i didn't take her as that type of person mm -hmm. i don't know the chick from a hole in a wall but I never viewed SZA as I'm gonna go get work done as that type of person. I, I 
so, so that's another reason why I wanted to talk about this kind of like, all right, let me, let me, let me make my point clear here. I, I was thinking, I'm like, if I can talk about SZA, like I didn't think she would be that type of person or why would she get her body done? SZA's rich. I'm broke. <laughs> and probably most of her real, real talk. <laughs> And most of, and I'm just going to guess most of her listeners are broke, broke enough to not be able to get their body done yet. Like I, 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 I got no money compared to these people. So I'm like, you know what, would I change anything? And you know, what's, what's, there's like an excessiveness that you can do with like getting work done. I go to the dentist and get my teeth cleaned, right. things like that. Right. But like it, when it comes to like that internal self love, is there like a line being crossed when you get work done? Like, would you get a, 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 a personified BBL? I just like saying BBL. So BBL in this podcast means work done in general, like, you know, lip fillers, a tummy tuck liposuction, uh, fake, fake muscles like Bandman Kevo. If anybody knows who that is, <laughs> They even tried so, to sell Drake for that too. Right. They said he had liposuction. So he got a BBL. Drake got a BBL. So do you have an do you have an opinion so, on that in terms in the context of self love and stuff? So what I wanted to bring out, okay, so I was I follow SZA on a private account of hers. And she's always posting like stuff that she has never posted on her public profile. And when she posted her body, I was like, something is different. Am I crazy? Like, I know she got thicker, but I'm like, am I crazy? And so for a while, I was like thinking like, I think she got something done. And so for, for a while, SZA has done, progressively done stuff because I've met this woman twice in my city mm. and she looks way different than the first the like first two times that I've seen her her face is completely different not saying that she didn't do have great work done because she was beautiful then she's still gorgeous now um, but it's still kind of shocking to see it but you know when you brought up that Lauren Hill uh, bit um, one of her lyrics I feel like when you are con like actually happy with who you are, but you just want to improve yourself and maybe that was going to be the fastest way to get to where she wanted because she has the money for it, um, I'm not mad at it. I personally like my own shape. Now, if I had the money to just go ahead and suck out some extra fat that I don't want, Sure, I'd go ahead and do that. Um, the reconstruction stuff, you know, I'm not down for it. But, you know, it, it improves people. I'm more afraid of what's going to look like, you know, 30, 40, 50 years from now. Um, since it's not my body and, you know, usually our bodies reject stuff after a while. Anytime it's something cosmetic done to us. So I'm just more fearful of what I'm going to look like later and trying to keep maintain it. You know, because, you know, your your body's not going to age the same way that it was intended to. So, I don't know. But, you know, I don't think, you know, 
that it shows that you don't love or that you're not content with yourself because like I was saying before being content doesn't mean you can't improve yourself you know so for her I guess you know this is a way of improving herself and she's open and honest about it I guess she felt like you know before y'all start talking about me I'm gonna talk about myself first Mm -hmm. (laughs) and uh, she let us know and she put out some fire tracks she my favorite rapper now Um, (laughs) because she had bars um, and now it's just like, you know, I'm sure it made other, you know, women and possibly even other men feel empowered to, you know, be who they want to be and still, you know, love themselves and still feel confident to get work done. But, you know, it ain't really for me, though. I hear you. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I thought I thought about something. It seems like the first thing people do, at least in hip hop and R and B. I don't know what they do in the other genres, but it seems like the first thing they do, which is good for them when they get that check, is get a fresh pair of veneers. Oh my god, it's so terrible. Yeah, and and they're so perfect. <laughs> like they're like they're so perfectly aligned. And 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 I thought about it because um, I have big teeth. My two front teeth are big. I was called SpongeBob before SpongeBob came out. This is real, like I can laugh about it now. But before SpongeBob came on the scene, it was Bugs Bunny because Bugs Bunny was the <laughs> he was <laughs> he was first. Oh, sorry. But SpongeBob dropped in ninety nine, ninety nine, two thousand. But I wasn't immediately called SpongeBob because we all wasn't watching it yet. But I'm thinking, <clears throat> now if I got that big bag, am I getting veneers? Am I getting like a whole? Yes, well, but no. I, I thought, I thought no. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm. I would keep my teeth as long as I can. Now if the gums start getting, right. you know, gum recession. All right, give me some gums. Right. Give me some new teeth. Keep this mouth like. I was a snagged tooth child, okay? I had double really? teeth everywhere. Like, when you think about Japanese people, you see raggedy teeth. I had raggedy teeth. And just half... Thankfully, my, my mouth just kind of sort of sort of tried to fix itself. I still got one little raggedy tooth that's up in here. But people be like, they don't notice <laughs> it. And so I'm content mm-hmm. with my mouth. I could have got braces, you know, and everything like that. But my teeth are clean. They work just fine. And, like... It's only really in the music industry where you see people getting their mouths done. But, like, if you look at Zendaya, Shorty got a tooth just, like, folded. Like, it, it stick out in really? a little tilt thing. And ain't nobody Never talking noticed. about Zendaya mouth. <clears throat> they better not. She's like, she's like, uh, she's like how other people view the queen. <laughs> and, and our... <laughs> In the black culture, like she's untouchable. <laughs> but all actors, you know, you can look at a quite a few actors, and their teeth are they're jacked. Mm-hmm. And I guess it's because they have to be people, you know, in films they have to be actual people. So I guess that just adds to the naturalness. But like for artists, especially rappers, like you said, like all of a sudden they got these chompers. You'd be like, yeah. yo, why did you do this to yourself? <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I don't think, you know what? I'm starting to think they just don't take care of their, themselves. <clears throat> like, uh, but yeah, like, I guess, you know, the, the teeth are one thing. And they and the thing is, everybody has a build a body and yeah. they just all look alike now. That's now we have our right there. Yeah. yeah, everybody, like all their teeth look alike, even with the OK, it's nice to have a perfect set of teeth and all that stuff. But now everybody's teeth look the same. Um, these people doctors. are getting, yeah, yeah, all all the same celebrity doctors. Okay, um, I, I find it odd that like all these big celebrity, more so these the women, they're quote unquote snatched, but they're like they're so busy, yeah. like they're so busy. Unless your diet is perfect like you're not snatched and and it's just like they all have the they all have the same body yeah. the face is it, the same too the face oh Everybody my god face skin all of a sudden <sighs> your lips are nice your 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 nose has suddenly you know your bridge is different yeah. your and i i don't know um i think and i can't speak for all people because we're born with different we're born different we're all different everybody is unique in in their own way so i can't tell anybody else how to feel right there's nothing i guess i have nothing else to say after that because <laughs> no, it's I, like if i i feel i feel exactly what you're saying everybody's looking the same um that's why i, I just i praise his stops because like I said, like when I initially saw SZA, I was super excited to see an artist that I felt like I resonated with physically. Mm, you know, okay. she's a thicker girl. She's she's like similar height to me. She's brown skinned. Now she's looking a lot lighter. Um, you know, I don't know if it just has to do with just be working inside and the makeup and lighting and stuff, <laughs> but you know, they all kind of turn into the same shade. Of brown these days and like the nose slendering she had a wider nose and you know lip fillers she already had nice plump lips and now she got lip fillers and the that like try like what do you call it i don't know the triangle of your face is happening and mm -hmm. i'm just like what what happened to the you and it's like like i said self-improvement i'm all for it you know and even if it looks good it's just like what is it gonna look like later you know, it's everybody's choice and it's their bodies and stuff like that. So I never want to feel like sound like I'm being judgmental for someone's decision for for them to accept and love who they are. Um, I don't know what's all involved in that for each individual, but it's just really strange because we're in this Instagram era of people going to a doctor and saying, I want to look like this, this person and then getting things done exactly like that person opposed to then just asking for, you know, I just want a, a more slender face instead they're asking for, you know, a certain person's shape of face and mm -hmm. they want a certain person's build. And it's like, like you mentioned, all of us are built, like we're made differently. So that snatched waist, shelf booty, wide hips it's not meant for everybody everybody's body type everybody's body can't carry 
that kind of weight being on them in certain ways, especially like, especially those who are not of Afro descent, just gonna be honest. Like seeing that is crazy. Like some people you'll see them have that natural body, but like it starts to actually have health problems for them because it's like your body wasn't meant to like carry or distribute your weight this way. You're not built like that. And so changing your whole making in order to look a certain way because we're in a specific era is just wild. Yeah, that's another thing. Thank you for saying all of that because it's like a domino effect that, okay, some years ago, somebody somebody popular might have had a certain look, a certain body shape. Right. And now they're, they have influence. They're famous. They're popular, blah, blah, blah. There's another little girl who looks up to them. And the standard of what's considered pretty, beautiful, or a baddie mm-hmm. is this standard. Is This is the expectation for a baddie because this is what you see. Uh, this is what's shoved down your throat. Right especially for young people, because when you're young, you're into whoever is hot and popular right now. And so what is the young, and we're talking about women, but like this, this applies to men in a way too, like in another way, not only the way you look, but also like, you don't got to be a trapper. You don't got to be a trap star, but I'm just going to go back to, um, women. Cause I think it's messed up. Um, I think it's messed up more so for women appearance wise because we're we're born different and this is all that you see this is all that you see there's these stupid and i'm saying stupid gym influencers like it's so stupid they got they got their they themselves got their body done and now they're in the gym acting like they're putting in work i hate i go to the i'm telling you this now i go to the gym almost every day i might take one or two days off depending on you know whatever I do that. That I love it. That's my that's my thing. What was the point of me saying that? What was the, like there was a real point. I wasn't like well, bragging. Like I wasn't saying. Was like, oh gosh, <laughs> I got because I. You're but, talking about okay. the influencers and how they're influencing <clears throat> yeah, the, people. <sighs> so there's these people. I don't know why I brought up myself because I sound like that sounded like conceited. You there was a reason for that. That's what, point, I know you that's what I was trying to, why'd I bring up me? But anyway, um, the young people the, the these gym influencers and they have, it, it's an unrealistic expectation for guys too, when it comes to that gym stuff, but like, okay, now everybody, they want to get on their squats and deadlifts and do these workouts specifically to attain this certain body type when in reality it's like okay it's all cat like this person got their body done they're not in the gym like that every day oh yeah by the way they're on steroids like they're they're getting and i think it's messed up for the youth oh my gosh like it's messed up for for the youth it's messed up for the young people and older people too you hear about these botched surgeries because this dude was trying to look like courtney kardashian Mm -hmm. or have a certain face like you said reconstructing their whole thing to look like somebody else but the 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 standard of beauty is so warped Mm -hmm. now 
that uh can't stand it. Yeah. I can't I guess stand the rant's it either. Over. I you know, honestly, I don't think there is any real era in modern history where people weren't trying to look a certain way um, because of, you know, it's just worse because it's, we have social media and it's easier to put in people's faces and constantly browbeat them into feeling the pressure of needing to change. And they're actually being quick avenues in which to do these changes whereas before it was kind of like okay use a corset if i want to make my body look a certain way really quick um or i'm going to just try to use makeup in a certain way or style myself in a certain way to look a specific way um but now it's gotten so deep where we're, people are going under the knife they're traveling out of the country to these you know hole in the wall doctors to get something fixed real quick because they're just so impatient um, to look a certain way because they're just not happy and they want every everything is just like they want quick gratification mm -hmm. and that's you know we, we come back to just talking about just being content with with what you have and then you know if you want to improve you know take the steps to do that but you know you should be working towards it, not just trying to get instant results because instant results come with even faster consequences. And so, you know, mm -hmm. just trying to change yourself so quickly. Yeah, you can look good in 2022, but I don't <laughs> know about 2020, uh, December, you know, we talk about SZA, SZA got money. So if something starts to look a little warped, she can go straight back to the doctor, you know, take her little time off that she needs because she got the money for it. But, you know, someone that's in our um, our poor class, because we ain't really got middle class no more. <laughs> uh, someone in our class, you know, we ain't got the PPP loans and stuff no more coming our ways. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> you, you don't have the time to be taken off because everyone's still trying to, you know, survive in this recession that we're having now all over again so it's like what are you gonna do when you know your bbl starts failing and now you got yeah. a, a lopsided booty and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're more depressed because you're you're trying to put on this this facade that you have a body that wasn't yours to begin with and you can't maintain it because I honestly think you need to maintain those things and it's not just working out because I, I think even yeah. for the ones who do work out, their bodies transform even faster because their body's like, all right, we got to redistribute the fat in your body the way it was supposed to be. Um, yeah. And <clears throat> you got lumps in places you shouldn't be having lumps. Yeah. Even I, I, it makes me think about like gastric bypass when people get like gastric bypass surgery. Uh, my grandmother got that. Um, my late grandmother. I'm not dissing her. This ain't no smoke. Grandma ain't gonna see this and <laughs> you know trying to knock me out. <laughs> but uh, my my late grandmother, uh, she had the gastric bypass surgery, and it's like you still have to like she was older as well. She couldn't be like super active, right. but you had to maintain certain habits. Right. I was listening to uh, the guy I mentioned earlier. He had like, uh, he went viral because like his muscles were like, he, he went under the knife and he got some fat taken and 
he just looks like an action figure and he was talking about how like he still has to maintain it so if you're living this life and you know if you're if you got money it's easier to have you know you could eat steak every day right. steak and lobster every day so you can like just just for the young people and no young kids watch this or anything but i'm saying it anyway like oh my gosh take your time yeah. if you want to look you know when you're old enough go to the gym do your thing if you if you want something change it some things you won't have my these teeth ain't getting any shorter and that's just something i gotta deal with literally like they're they're not getting any shorter i'm pigeon-toed in my left leg in my left foot i'm a, i'm pigeon-toed i'm not gonna you know get pigeon surgery <laughs> like <laughs> but that's not like a big deal right. but like other things like you I happen I happen to be like a little a little tall. Like I'm five eleven, it's easier to say six. If I was five four, that's not my fault. <laughs> like that's you know what I mean? Like it's it's key. it's not my exactly. But uh that that's that's my piece on that. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Nah, you're you're speaking facts and yeah. Just you know, speaking to our age group people older people younger you know we're people and people we we're consistently evolving and changing and so what hap what's happening and now we're in 2023 what's popular now may not be popular in the next four or five years and you know nowadays it's not on trend to care about what's happening in the future but just love what's going on now but honestly like you know you kind of gotta you kind of gotta be a little concerned because <laughs> it's Absolutely. yourself and learning to love and and you know the whole point of you having this discussion is just how to to love yourself and having self-love and what that means and so just we're not talking about stuff that's temporary, that's being done, you know, that people are getting done to themselves. It's, it's stuff that could be also life-threatening. Um, going under the knife is not something <laughs> that's a quick, mm -hmm. you know, situation. You get done and, you know, you're, you got blood going on, leaking out of your body. These girls being like all these bandages and stuff like that. Can't got to have specialized pillows to lay on and stuff like yeah, they don't show you that. Yeah, it's it's a process, and it's like, do you? Okay, I see you. You're willing to go through that, but it's like, is it really worth it? Is it worth it? Instead of just yeah. being content with what you got and being able to improve what you have, and you know, some people say, no, I'm not content with that, and I'm gonna change it. And hey, that's for you, I guess. Not yeah. for me. But, even if I yeah. had the <laughs> Even if you had the bread. Um, all right. Love yourself. Love yourself. If you're black, you're black. Can't nobody tell you you're not. You're black. <laughs> yes. um, if you have weird shaped shoulders, you have weird shaped shoulders. Now, if you can't walk, that was a horrible example. Anyway, um, love you, love yourself. <laughs> like, for, let me not try to keep making this up on the fly. Love yourself. 
Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I guess uh, any last words? Thank you for coming on, by the way. I appreciate it. I feel so honored that you will have a discussion with little old me, you know. I love no, talking you're about great. stuff like this, you know, real stuff, you know. And, you know, I hope people in the comments will actually give their their point of views to our discussion. I wasn't trying. We weren't trying to spew out no type of uh, hate or anything like that. So... <laughs> Please, I'm you know to what? fight in the comments for opinions that were given. No, I'll tell you this, and I'm going to leave this in here specifically. So when people see this, I'm going to edit this to uh, another planet because uh, this is the most try-hard, politically correct platform in the world. I said this before we started shooting for, for context. If I think anything could offend someone... <clears throat> or we can be looked at in a bad light. I try to take it out. Um, and sometimes like good content is sacrificed. Yeah, yeah. Like for the sake of, uh, what's the word? I guess keeping the peace among um, people. But uh, yeah, I'm I gonna also, try not to. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, not on the internet. <laughs> oh man, the internet, yeah, it's forever. But uh, anyway, yeah, Yumi, thank you for coming on. She uh she's a real she's a real trooper too. There was some like technical difficulties um at the beginning of this and she like she did her thing. So uh special trying. thank you cuz you could have been like, you know what this isn't working. So we just reschedule. You. I have to show up yeah. for you, bro. So thank you. Thank you. And um yeah, that's it. So this is the Cool Hand podcast. Something you got to deal with. Leave a comment, like all that stuff that the YouTubers say. Um, <laughs> and we're out easy. <laughs>